Did you know the Pittsburgh Steelers had two wide receivers that were top 12 receivers from weeks 9 through 17 in PPR? We'll talk about that and more surprising second-half finishes right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Adam Azer and Heath Cummings here. Good morning to you all. Welcome to the show, Fantasy Football Today in 5. Follow us and stream us on Spotify. Tell your friends. Help us grow. We've got at least three episodes a week for you throughout the offseason. And then once we get closer to the summer, we'll ramp it up a little bit. We'll also have some NFL draft previews and those types of things. But Heath, today we're talking about players who were either really good or really bad in the last half of the season. And I think you got to start this conversation with the Seahawks passing game because everybody was great in the first eight games. Last eight games, not so much. Russell Wilson was around QB 12 in the last eight games. They had a huge game against the Jets, but was mostly unreliable. So I think that conversation starts there. And what do we expect? New offensive coordinator uh, for Russell Wilson and, and co. going forward. Um, I'm just absolutely mesmerized by the fact that in the second half of the season, Tyler Lockett scored more fantasy points than DK Metcalf because in PPR. Because that doesn't make any sense based on what... Yeah. Um <laughs> I am concerned about the Seahawks passing game a little bit, at least in terms of volume. Um, I don't know that you like, I still expect DK Metcalf to be a, a top 12 wide receiver next year. I think Tyler Lockett's going to be a number two wide receiver, but I don't necessarily view Russell Wilson as one of those top five guys that could easily be number one. Okay. Lockett, I think he had a big week 17. He did week 17, 12 catches, 90 yards. And two touchdowns. Thanks for nothing, Tyler Lockett. David Montgomery was a star down the stretch, a a fantasy winner. Jonathan Taylor was the same. And it wasn't really a full half for them. I think it was was more like five games or so late in the year. Uh, But Taylor played his way into the first round in fantasy drafts. Did David Montgomery play his way into the second round? Which one of them are you buying performance-wise? Which one are you buying more? I'm definitely more likely to buy Taylor just because of his prospects and the fact that we have not seen him um, struggle like we did with Montgomery, at least for a full season. And Montgomery may have Tariq Cohen coming back, which could definitely cut into what he did in the passing game down the stretch. So I do view Taylor as a top 12 running back in both formats, top six in my early non-PPR projections. Montgomery is a very high-end number two running back. I've got him right around number 14 or 15. And I do think that probably puts him in the back half of the second round conversation. Yeah, for both of them, it was really six games down the stretch where they were outstanding uh, for fantasy. David Montgomery, 19 or more fantasy points in all of those last six games, 24 or more in five of the last six, and they were both top five running backs second half of the season. But how about that stat about the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers, which you brought up to me before we went on the air, that both Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster were top 12 in PPR in the last nine weeks of the season. Uh, Boy, that really surprised me, weeks nine through 17, and not too far off in in non-PPR. You just wouldn't really think, especially for Juju, it just doesn't really feel that way. No, not at all. Um, it was one of those things that took me back. I, I don't have Juju projected on a team right now, so I just kind of slide him into the rankings wherever. Um, but I've got Deontay Johnson as a, a, a high-end number two wide receiver, and I've had my doubts about him in the past. But if there's no Juju next year and you're looking at Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and James Washington, then I'd expect that you're going to see Deontay Johnson close to 10 targets a game. Yeah, Juju really went on a nice touchdown streak. He had six touchdowns from weeks 9 through 17. This is also a team that had an early bye, so in that stretch, they played nine games. A lot of teams obviously played eight games in that stretch. 
And if you look at tight ends, you know, this isn't the most compelling thing because a lot of tight ends did well, but did well without, you know, relative to the position. They didn't really have big numbers. But Logan Thomas had a really strong finish to the season and dealt with some bad quarterback play. But in PPR, he was really good. I mean, look at his catches, weeks 13 through 16, 9, 6, 13, and 7. So that's tremendous for a tight end. Six or more catches in four straight games, the last four games of the season in fantasy leagues. And uh, do you do you think he's difficult to evaluate for next year, Logan Thomas? Oh, he's absolutely difficult to evaluate. I mean, you look at his second half of the season, 111 fantasy points. That's two, a pretty easy pace for 222. The only tight ends who have scored 220 fantasy points over the past three seasons, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Zach Ertz. Uh, he looked absolutely elite. It smells a little bit like the Tyler Higby situation, except it wasn't quite as dominant, but it was a much it was a longer stretch of time. <laughs> well, we all know how that turned out, so hopefully there's a happier ending, and, uh, happier, not ending, but uh, chapter two, I guess, for Logan Thomas. That's it for Fantasy Football Today in 5. Thanks a lot to Heath Cummings. Thanks for listening. We got more on these players and others on Fantasy Football Today on Tuesday. Follow and stream that one on Spotify. We'll talk to you later.